Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Easy Dizit Podcast, the podcast where we discuss Disney and Disney vacation planning through the lens of mindfulness and behavioral science. This is episode one. Pretty excited. I've got my wife here, Autumn. Hello. And uh, actually, we're going to just hop right in with some news. Uh, We're going to do news a little bit different than other podcasts. Our new segment is titled highly suspect headlines and in highly suspect headlines i'm going to give autumn some news she follows the disney news like through me so it's been a struggle to not share these disney news items with her but what i'm going to do is i'm going to give her headlines and she has to guess if it's legit or completely fake news Mm. all right are you ready autumn Ready. All right. Starting on July 30th, Disneyland and Disney World will require all guests, regardless of vaccination status, to wear masks indoors. Starting on July 30th, Disneyland? Mm-hmm. And Disney World will require all guests, regardless of vaccination status, to wear masks indoors. Um, I want to say that's false. I believe they had masks, and, uh, and then they recently lifted the mask requirements. To my knowledge, there's still no mask requirements out of the so after you fell asleep last night, this actually came out. This is this is legit. Really? Yes. Yeah. Oh, so you're gonna have to. He's going to uh, Disneyland soon. Yep. So you're gonna have to wear a mask inside, though. I'm cool with that. As Not outside. As, yeah, just indoors. Oh. Um, and in lines and transportation. But wow. I'm fine with that as long as they don't shut it down. You know, yeah. I'll wear a mask. Yeah. Whatever. And at least not outside. Outside, yes. that would irritate me. Yes. If I can walk around outside <laughs> and sip a coffee and have a mask off, I'll, I'm going to be happy. See, I thought he was trying to trick me with that. So I paid attention <laughs> to the date and I was like, no, I don't think so. Uh, and we're both like, uh, we both work in school. So we've been wearing masks when everyone else wasn't wearing masks. For too. a long time. And yeah. we've been vaccinated. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Here's another one. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Tiffany Haddish and Talks to Star in a new Haunted Mansion movie, directed by Justin Simeon from Dear White People. Can you repeat the question? Well, it's a headline. Headline. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Tiffany Haddish or Haddish? Haddish. Tiffany Haddish and talks to star in a new Haunted Mansion movie, directed by Justin Simeon. Does it have a date? No, no date. Oh. What's the movie again? Haunted Mansion movie. Yes, I'm gonna say that's true. It is true. And I'm really just excited a couple days about ago. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I, w- I really wanted to. I had to think about <laughs> Tiffany and Justin, and would that be a movie <laughs> that she that? did? And yeah, yeah. But no, he's the, I the writer of Dear White People, and now exactly. he's the new Haunted Mansion movie. Uh, well, I'm I'm really excited. I don't know if any of you guys had seen the old Haunted Mansion, <laughs> yeah. which was great. And no Eddie Murphy is uh, Eddie Murphy's. You know, he's Eddie Murphy, and and was awesome. <laughs> but I'm excited. I'm. This is exciting news. That movie did really poorly. It well, did, but it was great. But it was also like it was it's great for what it is, though. Like it's, I mean, it's a, it's like a kind of comical Disney family movie yeah, from the nineties. Well, you it's, said kind of comical. It was supposed to be a, a, a comedy, comedy, not a yeah. kind of comedy. Yeah. Well, no, I say it's, I guess it's fully comedy, but I guess I can see how it's not everybody's cup of tea. But I also really love Eddie Murphy. I and love Eddie it's, Murphy he's too. Not for everybody, and so I can. See I love Eddie Murphy. I know you do. That movie was a solid C. <laughs> I wanted to like that movie. I just needed, I just, Eddie Murphy and Ghost and I Love Haunted Mansion. But I am really excited that Tiffany Haddish is, this is, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that could be really cool. She just did a really great interview with Letterman. You should check that out if you guys haven't. Anyway, back to that line. Don't be plugging Letterman's show on my <laughs> podcast. He does not need plugs. Letterman, if you're listening. <laughs> He's doing fine. 
Letterman's doing fine. Okay, um, do you want more movie news, or you want park, or you want park headlines? Give me some park headlines. All right, here's another park headline. Due to pandemic-related staffing shortages, Trump to remain in Hall of Presidents for at least one more year. False. I feel like you're reading my face. You're looking at my face. <laughs> you're reading me? Don't read me. <laughs> you're right. That is false. That is false. Uh, it was just actually announced the animatronic Joe Biden's just about done. He's joining the Hall of Presidents at the Walt Disney World's Magic Kingdom. And uh, they're going to put his trademark, trademark aviator sunglasses on the table next to him. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. That's really cool. His trademark aviator. Also, for those of you that, that don't know and you won't know because you can't see us, a husby over here rocks some aviators. So. I do. I look great in aviators. <laughs> Even Joe Biden can be besties. Indisputable. <laughs> All right. Another park. Park one? Huh. All right. Uh, baby giraffe born July 17th at the Animal Kingdom. I don't have any information to say it's a no, you know? There's, there's yeah. nothing to say. Well, if you follow the Disney a... news, then you'd know. But, like, hearing that, there's nothing in that that would be like, no, that's not true. That's right. It's a hard one. I'm going to go with yes. It's wrong. You're wrong. Uh, <laughs> I wanted it to be so. But a baby gorilla was born at oh, Disney's Animal Kingdom on July 17th. 17th. That's right. Oh, that's sweet. So let me tell you, you want to hear a little bit more about this gorilla? Yeah. So it was born backstage to Mom Azizi and Dad Gino. So Azizi and Gino had a little baby gorilla. Cute. Do we know male or female? Uh, nope. Just, just a baby. We do know that the day before, though, that a baby hippopotamus was born. Oh, they're just, they're reproducing. They're, they're oh, fecund. 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 <laughs> It's a fecund animal park. <laughs> uh, yeah, 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 yeah. So we got another gorilla over there, another baby gorilla. Cool. Let's do. Hmm. I want to do one more movie one with you because I've been. Yeah, yeah I was you just ready. Movie, yeah. All right. So, Scarlett Johansson to produce and star in a new Tower of Terror movie. Stop looking at my face. You're trying to read me. I'm listening, but I look at you. And I'm... You're grilling me like a poker player. I know the feeling. You're staring. <laughs> Scarlett Johansson yeah. to produce and star in a new Tower of Terror movie. So it's like probable, right? Because they recently changed Tower of Terror to be superhero, to be Marvel. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy overlay in Disneyland. Okay. So, hmm. <laughs> but that's a different movie. They're making a movie for the but Tower it's part of Terror. Marvel, though. Oh, I see what you're saying. Because Scarlett Johansson was in uh, a Marvel movie. She's, she's a Black Avenger. Widow. Yeah. yeah. So that she's going to be in the Tower of Terror as a Marvel character. Oh, is she not supposed to? Be? Is it not as a Marvel? I guess I no, assumed. No, oh, no, no. It's just it. it's a Tower of Terror movie. Yeah. That has nothing to do with Marvel, except that it's produced uh, and starred in by Scarlett Johansson. Then I'm going to say that's false. That is true. It's, My mind uh, is being blown. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. She, okay. Yeah, so apparently she has a production company, and apparently uh, they oh. are in talks to make a new um, Hollywood Tower of Terror movie. Fun fact. Wow. Steve Gutenberg is in talks to volunteer at the craft services table. Wow. <laughs> so Steve Gutenberg's going to be handing out sandwiches. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> I want to hand out sandwiches with him. I want to meet Scarlett Johansson. I'm... Pleasantly surprised. Right. Do you think cool. Scarlett Johansson will do better than Steve Gutenberg did, though? I don't know. Do you think she's gonna out Gutenberg? Gutenberg? <laughs> no one can Gutenberg like Gutenberg. Gutenberg. No, but no one can Johansson like Johansson. You know what I'm saying? Mm. 
Maybe they will bring him back. He's got to maybe have like a cameo in it. What's the? Well, I guess I don't. Yeah, I don't know what the. I need to know more about what the plot will be. No, we don't know what the plot is. Oh yeah, I see. No, yeah. it's the early early stages. But oh. what I'm thinking is there, and I've heard of this. Isn't like my thoughts, but they're they're looking to get rid of the um, Twilight Zone intellectual property because oh. that's owned by CBS, and they're you know they're paying CBS licensing fees for this, or not that they're paying licensing fees, but they're. They're paying to promote a CBS property that they don't own, you know? That's interesting. You know? Though I, yeah, I'm kind of sad that I missed the Twilight Zone school. That's all right. Yeah. I mean, Scarlett Johansson and Steve Gutenberg are going to team up and think of something better than that. Yeah, and we got Tiffany Haddish coming and Hunted Mansion. Yeah, got some good movie news. Good movie news. All right, All we'll right. save the rest of those for next time. Now, uh, so those are the headlines. Um, yeah, those are the headlines. And uh, Autumn, you did really well. You were able to suss out. How many did I get right? I don't know. I, we're not going to keep track on these. Um, yeah. I'm competitive, so I'm going to expect you to track. <laughs> All oh, right, so that's the news. Thanks for joining us for the news. All right, next up we have, do we have a name for this segment yet? This is um, Autumn Trump's Justin. I don't like that. I like it. Ju- Autumn Trump's stumps, Justin. Stumps Justin. Why are you Trump? You're not trumping me. <laughs> Why? <laughs> sure. Okay. Stumps. Well, I can trump you with like having. Aha. No. If, I, if you don't know the answer, <laughs> <laughs> then I'm trumping you. Think of a new name. A Stumps J. A Stumps J. So our next segment. Yes. Called. A Stumps J. A Stumps J, which is Autumn Stumps Justin. Autumn is going to, um, she's going to stump me with some uh, trivia, and she's been hard at work in the research uh, wing of our mansion, (laughs) (laughs) a.k.a. the garage, (laughs) finding these trivia questions, and she's kept them secret. Secret. She has a stack about an inch high. And I'm very excited because Justin is very so... He knows a lot, and he's a very smart guy, and when he's into something, he knows a lot. So it's hard to, like, you know, if I was just going out into the street questioning people, it would be very easy to find trivia things. But I think I found some really good ones. And we, I tested one or two just to kind of see. And, and I there did was very actually, poorly. Yeah. So I found some good ones <laughs> is what that means. So let's see how he does on a Stumps J. Okay, so first one. Okay. What was the original name of... Of... Uh, Mickey Mouse. <laughs> um, Mortimer Mouse. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I gave him that one. I thought that would be. So that, that, that. Just, it would be pretty easy. Yeah. All right. I'm make like, me Justin, look smart. Thank Justin you. Knows that. Justin Thank knows you. That. Mortimer Mouse. We're gonna get a little That's harder correct. here. And I think. Um, can I do more? I mean, that well, it comes from the original. Like tune was was Oswald Rabbit, I think. And Oswald got stolen from him, so he had to do uh, Mortimer there. No. No. That's the incorrect, that's incorrect information behind it. So I was right. It was right, actually and his then wife, I... Lillian, that suggested. She didn't like the way Mortimer sounded. She thought it was, quote, too stuffy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not saying it wasn't Mortimer, which it is way too stuffy. She was right. <laughs> he had Oswald the Rabbit before Mickey Mouse. Mm. I don't know. That could be wrong. Okay. Oh, you got another one for me? All right, so here's the other. Uh, this is a two-part. This is tough. So the sorcerer. Infantasia. Mm-hmm. The okay. Sorcerer Infantasia. Yes. Do you know what his name was? The Sorcerer Infantasia name... No, Mickey. It's Mickey. His name is Mickey. Nope. What's his name? <laughs> Alright, so his name is Yen Sid. Part two of this question is, what is that? It's uh, Yen Sid. It's, it's Mickey Mouse. Nope. Wait, Yen Sid. 
Spell Yen Sid for me. Y-E-N-S-I-D. Oh, Disney. Backwards. Yes. Yeah, nice job. Um, That's kind of dumb. Yeah, that's That's kind of dumb. Why Yen Sid? His name is Mickey. He, it's Mickey Mouse, but right? But he's the sorcerer. No, this is... No. He was the sorcerer in that in Fantasia. But here... So he's playing Yen No, Sid? there's another... Here's, oh, here's you're showing me a picture here. Yeah, oh, there's an actual sorcerer. Okay. That is not Mickey. Okay. All right, how are you feeling about another one? Yeah, let's do starting off, one more. Okay, starting off a little light. Everyone's favorite sea witch is Ursula. Mm-hmm. Who is Ursula modeled after? Who is her whole persona? Is her a person. Whole persona. Oh, jeez. Yeah, she's modeled after a famous somebody. All right, I think I'm gonna need a clue to this person. Give me a clue. Yeah, modeled after a famous person who is known for a role in Hairspray. Oh, Ricky Lake? No. <laughs> no. No. No, not Ricky Lake. No. Uh, was this John would be Waters. a person that it's uh, not John really Waters. dresses John up in a certain way. No, but you're close. But it's not RuPaul. Dom you have the idea there. Dom DeLuise. Was he in Hairspray? No, you're getting close with RuPaul, though. This person. A drag queen. Yes. So Ursula's modeled after a drag queen. Do you know who the drag queen, what the drag queen's name was? Dom DeLuise. <laughs> no. 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 Uh, Divine. Oh. Divine was a, and uh, very interesting, because I, yeah. Tell me more about Divine. So Divine uh, was known for her roles in Hairspray. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Edna Turnblad, so that was the mom of the main character in Hairspray. Okay. Um, that's all they have. Now, it's, this isn't the Divine from Animal Kingdom that greets people in the Oasis. So. I don't think so. No, <laughs> no it's not. <laughs> She's the big leaf lady. not. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Not yeah. that Divine. Yeah. All right. So A Trump to J, one, two, uh... Yeah, I didn't do great. You did the first But it was fun. I I learned something, and that's what's important here at the Easy Dizzit Podcast. (laughs) No, that was a blast. Thank you very much, Autumn. Mm -hmm. All right, so that concludes uh, news, updates, and trivia segment. Our travel planning segment today is Don't Hold the Disney Grudge, or How to Deal with Frustrations with Disney or at Disney. And then we're going to have an interview with Autumn for the interview segment titled Not My Thing. Uh, We'll have Autumn on to discuss her thoughts and feelings on Disney World. Welcome to a trip planning segment that may be a little bit different from trip planning segments on other podcasts or other blogs that you read. Here, we're going to talk about holding a grudge. So yes, the name of this one is Don't Hold a Disney Grudge. Uh, It's easy to get frustrated at the Walt Disney Company, and it's easy to get frustrated in their parks. Uh, Disney charges high premium prices for almost all of their experiences, and they regularly increase those high premium prices, often at a rate greater than that of inflation. So benefits that you may have become accustomed to can sometimes go away, or they're switched to a pay model. Uh, I'm thinking about the best viewing locations for the castle fireworks um, being sectioned off for dessert parties or VIP touring view locations. I'm thinking about the announcement over the summer that 
only deluxe resorts will have access to those nighttime extra magic hours when they come back. Um, I'm thinking about the rumors that fast passes will be replaced with a pay model similar to what we see in Disneyland Paris or Shanghai. And then there are the experiences that we have come to love, right? Our favorite shows and attractions. Sometimes they can change or be removed. I'm thinking here about the people already mourning the loss of Br'er Rabbit in Splash Mountain. And really what I'd like to talk about today is we could talk about when our expectations in the parks are not met. Like I said before, uh, there's a premium price. Um, there's a lot of marketing and expectations that go into these trips. When those expectations are not met, that can be really frustrating. So we wait too long in a ride or we get stuck in a herd of people after a parade or phantasmic. Um, maybe we miss our advanced dining reservation or maybe someone in your party refuses to experience a, an attraction. You know, I see this in groups like how do I, you know, deal with my kid who doesn't want to ride any rides? You know, these these are real frustrations. Maybe it's a mistake in planning that we ourselves have made. These are all things, you know, both those our feelings and, and thoughts about the Disney company and also maybe some of those uh, frustrations that we encounter in the park. These are all things that can negatively impact our experience, right? And I'm not here to tell you, like, you know, I've heard some bloggers, vloggers and podcasters say, don't get mad at Disney. It's a corporation designed to make money. Get over it. No. Um, if you don't like it, don't go. So the, these aren't these aren't things I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying I'm not saying these things. I'm not going to tell you that you don't have the right to be mad. Uh, and I'm definitely not defending Disney because I'm not really concerned with Disney's feelings. Uh, here at Easy Dizit, I'm concerned only with you and your family's experience and memories. So I'm not defending Disney. And similar to that, when something frustrating happens in the parks, I'm not defending that bonehead that snaked your table at Flame Tree Barbecue, right? Um, but since I feel like these uh, in-park frustrations, right, are going to be the most directly impactful on our trips, that's what we're going to focus on today. Um, but, you know, I think some of the principles that we talk about can apply to maybe some of your attitudes about Disney in general or uh, your attitudes about changes at Disney in general. Yeah. And honestly, changes in life. <laughs> Nothing here uh, that I'm going to talk about is specifically um, for Disney. These are uh, concepts uh, that I'm applying to Disney. And I think, honestly, uh, given the amount of money, time, and effort you put into planning a Disney World trip, these are things that are worth considering to get the most out of your experience. So what I'm going to talk about first is the concept of accepting the situation. For this example, we'll use the crowd after Fantasmic. If you've ever been caught in the crowd after Fantasmic, you know it's a frustrating situation. You can't move forward, you can't move backwards, you can't move left or right, you can't move freely in any direction. <laughs> you can move where the crowd moves and it takes a while to get out of there sometimes. So it's a frustrating situation and if you let it, this can ruin your night. It can. It can ruin your night. Um, and for some people, it'll be easier. And it, for some people, it'll be more difficult, this crowd. So what I'm going to say is let's accept the situation. And what do I mean by that? 
I'm not advocating for like this passive fatalist, uh, fatalistic attitude. Like, oh, this, guess this is the way it is. This is life now. <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Um, I don't want you to feel helpless. I don't want you to feel um, like there's nothing you can do about this in the face of these frustrations. That's I'm not advocating for like a give up mentality. Okay, acceptance is a little bit different than this. I want you to try to accept the frustrations in the moment as the current state of the world, as something that is happening, and to not fight it. And I'll talk more about what I mean by fighting it, but the reason I'm recommending to accept this is because it's usually not the frustrating event that ruins our good time, right? It's all the thoughts we have surrounding the frustrating event and the consequences of spending all the time and energy being frustrated that ruins our time. So yes, that crowd is going to take, maybe it's going to take 10 or 15 minutes to get out of there, and it's going to feel a lot longer. When we fight the reality of the situation, we ruminate on what should be and what could be. Like, ah, this crowd shouldn't be here. This is, this is, this is Disney. I paid $138 a person to sit in this crowd. This is, this shouldn't be like this. Uh, we should, um, they should have us take a number or they should release the, the amphitheater by row or, you know, you, you spending a lot of time here ruminating on, on what should be and things that honestly you have no control over, right? But you get stuck there and that's, it's unpleasant to be stuck there. Uh, and it takes you out of the present moment, which is going to reduce your satisfaction and enjoyment and not just ruminating, but maybe you try and go the other way and you justify it, right? You know, maybe for this crowd, you might say, oh, I hate this crowd, it's terrible. But then you're like, well, Disney eh, has to funnel people somewhere. And you say, well, they could have funneled, uh, they could have planned a better funnel than this. And then you say, well, could you have planned a better funnel than this? And then, then you also say, well, no, no, but uh, Walt wouldn't have wanted it this way, or I, I don't know, but you're having this, <laughs> big long conversation in your mind and don't say you haven't been there because I know you have because <laughs> you're a human well you're most likely a human if you're listening to this um, <laughs> I suppose you could be uh, some kind of alien life form or maybe a dog whose um, owner left this podcast on while they went to work in which case good boy but if you're a human like me then you've definitely experienced this back and forth in your mind and it's taken you out of the moment so while you're having that discussion with yourself um guess what your daughter just made the princess pirouette and you missed it and so here we're in a park we're spending 27 cents a minute to be there uh for you value-minded people right the those that time that you spend in your head and not in the moment that's costing you money you're losing you're losing value there you're paying 27 cents to be pissed in your head going back and forth so that doesn't sound like fun i think i've convinced you that that's not fun and now i'm going to tell you it's not something you have to do you don't have to be stuck there but uh, you are human like I am and we're kind of designed or, or accidentally designed maybe or um, programmed to get there. So I've got a couple tricks for you. I've got a couple tips for you to get you out of that when you're there. Get you out of that fight with yourself. Get you out of that fight with the situation. Uh, some tricks to acceptance. And these tricks I actually got from a presentation from Stephen Hayes, um, Mental Breaks to Avoid Mental Breaks. Uh, I'll post the YouTube link in the show notes. 
um, really good presentation. He's uh, this. He's the founder of acceptance and commitment therapy. This idea of acceptance is, is kind of pulled from that. So the first trick you can use to um, kind of help yourself accept that you're in this situation and stop that fight with yourself that's taking you out of the moment, uh, the first trick you can do is just recognize your frustrations as thoughts. And then recognize that you are not your thoughts. Okay? So instead of thinking, this crowd is terrible, I hate this, I'm so mad, we're thinking something like, I have a thought, I'm feeling crowded right now. And I'm thinking Disney is a terrible company for designing it this way. That's my thought. It seems kind of silly, right? When you frame it this way, our frustrations start to become disconnected from the experience, right? So you're not mad. You're thinking about being mad. <laughs> um, it seems silly, right? And it may seem like it might not work, but I encourage you to give it a shot. Because just that first tip there that might be enough to kind of pull you out of it because it's easy to let a thought go. Oh, that's a thought I was having. I'm crowded right now and move on. But because it's not who you are, you're not mad. If you are mad, then you're stuck there until you're happy again. But if it is, I have a thought that I'm mad. Well, thoughts come and go. What's the next thought, <laughs> right? And maybe it's still that you're mad, you know, but it gives you a shot. It gives you a shot at getting out of there. Okay, so that's the, the first one. And these are going to get a little bit sillier as they go along. Uh, the next uh, tool you can use to break yourself out of these frustrating um, discussions with yourself is to just repeat your frustration ad nauseum. <laughs> so, for example, I'm stuck in a crowd. 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 After about 30 seconds, um, those words start to lose meaning. You keep saying that and they're just blah, 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 blah. it turns into that Charlie Brown sound, right? And when those words become meaningless, it takes some of the sting out of the situation a little bit, right? Because we've learned to associate words with situations and when we, um, when we affect the value of words, we actually affect the value of the situation we're in. Uh, so this is something that's actually quite helpful for me. Um, as a person with ADHD, I have a hard time waiting. Um, and now when I'm in a line at the grocery store, I can, I can pick up my phone, right? So that's been helpful for me in one way. And in other ways, it's not been helpful for people like me. Um, but say that I'm in a rush to go somewhere. I need to be somewhere and I'm stuck in traffic. That's boils my blood. Even just thinking about it, um, just being in traffic, stuck in traffic. And this is something that's been really helpful for me. I'm stuck in traffic. I'm stuck in traffic. I'm stuck in traffic. I'm not going to keep doing it because this is a podcast and I don't think that's good content to listen to me say that 30 seconds, but try it yourself the next time you're stuck in traffic. And uh, yeah, shoot me an email uh, if it works and shoot me an email if it doesn't work. Easy podcast at gmail.com. I think it will. If you're like most humans, it will if you give it a shot. And now my third tool, which is actually my favorite tool, is to go ahead and we're not just going to repeat our um, frustration. We're not just going to give words to and repeat our frustration. We're going to go ahead and sing it. <laughs> so just sing your frustration. So, and hey, you're in Disney, so you might as well put it to a Disney tune. Like, I am stuck in a crowd. I am thinking I hate it. 
I am stuck in a crowd and I am thinking that I hate it. I'm stuck in a crowd. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to auto-tune that and it's going to sound real good or I'm just going to delete it. <laughs> we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, and you know what? You're in Disney, so don't be surprised if someone nearby starts harmonizing with you. And um, now you've taken this frustrating experience that had the potential to ruin your night and possibly turning it into a memorable experience for your family and maybe some other people around you. Like, your family's going to be talking about that time you started singing in the Phantasmic crowd. I'm stuck in a crowd. <laughs> you might even be someone's hero on that trip. So these are some tools we can use to stop fighting with these thoughts and handle frustrations when they occur by accepting them. But part of what I said earlier, I'm not advocating for you to passively accept these frustrations. I'm not saying for you to lay down and take it, right? We are actively separating ourselves from the emotional frustrating content, right? Uh, we're, we're taking these steps. We're using these tools to separate us from what's going to ruin our day. And now that we've done that, right? Now we're free to make decisions that are based on not that emotional reaction. Um, we're free to make decisions that are based on, you know, our values and our goals. And that's what we're going to talk about next week. How to set Disney goals to guide our decisions based on your values. So thanks for listening. Um, please do reach out with your thoughts on this content. Um, if there's anything you uh, vehemently disagree with or something you'd like to add, it's easy diz with a Z, easy diz it podcast at gmail.com. And I hope your next vacation contains whatever level of frustrations it will contain. I'm going because <laughs> we're going to accept that, but that you're able to bring yourself back to the moment. All right, take care. So this is the interview segment in which we interview someone who maybe isn't or wasn't or never will be as crazy about Disney as we are. And today uh, we have a special treat. We have um, someone who is legally married to me, um, Autumn. <laughs> Hi, Autumn. Hi, everybody. <laughs> so other than being married to me, which you are, legally. Um, legally. <laughs> who else are you? Oh, that's a good question. I'm a mother. I am a dancer. I am uh, a birth professional. And I used to be somebody that absolutely despised Disney. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And, I, and that's why we're here to talk today, because I'd like to talk more about that. Yeah. So before you met me, um, well, how much did you know about Disney? What did you think Disney, and we're talking about Disney World, what did you think Disney World was? Well, I hated it. Um, I think, I, I don't know, I, I really saw it as a place that was um, fun for a certain privileged few uh, to enjoy when you were a kid, and then that was it. And so um, I never went to Disney as a, as, a, as a child, number one. And then number two, I knew that there were people that had gone when they were older and would talk about it. But I was like, you know what? There's no way you can enjoy that kind of thing as an adult. Like, you just can't. And if you do, it's because you went as a kid. And I didn't have that experience. So why am I going to waste my time and money to go to Disney now for the first time mm. as an adult? 
Um, and then, so I think I found a lot of ways to just be bitter about it, about the cost, about the, I mean, everything. I just. So you, uh, <clears throat> is this, is this correct? You thought that Disney was for kids. Yeah. it was. What, that, gave, yeah. what gave you that impression? The stories that I would hear people tell would always be about when they were kids. Like even right. if they've gone as an adult, yeah. it's because it started when they were a kid. And the things that I had seen of Disney, which again, I'd never been, had only been, um, you know, like, I don't know, in like commercials or yeah. little movie snippets the or that was like, oh gosh, no, so you what? know? And I consider myself like a, I'd be a realist and like, I'm not, I don't generally like love super imaginative things mm. or real fantasy things. Like okay. I'm, I would describe my person as someone that's. So can you recall back though? <laughs> I want to know what did you think it was in specific terms? Like what is Disney World? How many parks were there? Oh, I couldn't tell you how many parks there were, but in my head specifically, it was just like a, it was like. A theme park that cost a lot of money. And you, so did you... It's like a really expensive, to me, it was like a really expensive Six Flags that only people with a lot, a lot, a lot of money could do. Got it. And enjoy. Got it. Um, <laughs> and did you have any idea of what was there? Like specific rides? Yeah. I knew there was a Cinderella's castle. I knew there was a thing called an animal kingdom, mm -hmm. a thing called an animal kingdom. And I'm saying that because that is exactly how I thought of it then. Um, I knew, um, what else did I knew? I knew there were like different things within magic kingdom. I didn't know they were lands, but I knew they were different things. Okay. Um, and I expected characters and I thought it was kind of just theme park that was themed like a Six Flags, maybe a little better, okay. and hot, and um, <laughs> so like a, and a lot of money a, for like a really expensive theme park theme. A very yeah. expensive mm -hmm. Six Flags, basically. With That's a castle. what I thought it was. Okay. With a castle and some Goofy and Mickey. Okay. Well, again, it's still aren't my, Fair my favorite characters. What was your relationship with uh, the Disney movies growing up? Oh, this is, I knew I should have known because I'm legally married to this guy that he was going to legally ask this question. <laughs> yeah, so I didn't, well, I shouldn't say that. The classic princess movies, I did not see. My parents didn't want me to see them, so I never saw them. I've still to this day never seen like the real Snow White, Cinderella. And those are the ones that I feel like really people are connected to, in particular with Magic Kingdom, which is how people tend to, like when people are talking about Disney World, they feel like they're often talking specifically about Magic Kingdom. Uh, I had seen some of the other classics like Lion King and, and Hercules, mm -hmm. but, and you know, they were good, but it wasn't like I is saw that, them. They weren't like that's your played favorite. a bunch. Like I saw them, that's you your, know. That's your favorite, right? Hercules? What would you remember with Lion King? What'd oh, you Lion, no, Lion King. I did enjoy Hercules. I still think it's very, uh, I feel like it's very underrated. So you watched the movies, but you weren't interested in going to the world. Is that right? No, my family didn't. I, I think that's another thing. No one, like, it was like, here is a movie. There was no, like, extreme connection or talk mm. about Disney or talk about, you know, um, ha like, I, I there just wasn't a lot of talk or exposure. It was just kind of like, oh, here's a movie and, like, yeah, I knew it was a Disney movie, but that was it. That was as far as the connection went. Okay. So how long have we known each other? Nine years. Nine years. Maybe. So this started to change when you got to know me. I wasn't always 
talking about Disney, but you know, it was something that I talked. He always about. talked about Disney, guys. He always <laughs> talked about Disney, um, but he got to a point. I think we might have been engaged where it started to come up more, and I think that's because uh, legally he realized he was engaged to me, and so um, legally, you know, he required. needed to get me on board with this. Mm-hmm. And, Especially um, if uh, we were going to have a honeymoon in Disney World. Yes, because that was the original plan. Um, and just so you guys know, so I'm 30 years old, and um, I now have been to Disney World one time. Mm-hmm. So, okay, so after getting to know me, how did your opinion of Disney World change, or did it pretty much stay the same? Did you did you hold firm in your beliefs prior to going to Disney World, but after getting to know me? Um, it took a it took a long time, guys. It took a long time, and I I honestly at first like got into it just be you know like when you're with someone like I, I may not enjoy or love what it is they're doing, but I enjoy spending time with them. And this wasn't like like I knew there was gonna be some aspect of it that I was like, oh okay, this is this is cool. So I kind of like I, I I went along with it and liked it because I, I enjoyed how much he enjoyed it, but I wasn't like. What are some of the things that, that you had to go first. along with? Oh, the planning. Well, to begin, is right. Was like the planning, like the get it exciting, watching videos about watching things videos. that, you know, what I think is when people talk about it, there's such this connection. And I, at that time, was like 27 years old with no connection to it, and not having watched most of the classic movies. So it was just hard. It was hard right. to like and how, see myself enjoying it. How <laughs> was uh, your honeymoon experience in Disney World? Well, it was not because we didn't go. We didn't have fun for honeymoon. It was but, a good. It was a. Can I tell no. you though? It was a very good plan. It, well, let's talk about why it was a good plan. So originally, I the thought was like, oh, we're gonna we're getting married. We're like, let's save money. We had a super cheap wedding. We got married at like yeah. a state beach. Yeah. We had uh, we Chipotle, had a which was tasty. It's very tasty. Very good we had Chipotle. we did we had a beautiful gazebo and a white wedding tent. But guys, this was like it was paid for the day that we had the wedding, mm-hmm. which was great because mm-hmm. we wanted to get a house. And so eventually, Justin got on board with getting the house. So instead of doing the expensive Disney honeymoon, mm-hmm. we got a house, which is more practical, but much more boring much much more boring, much less magical way. yeah but well, but for me at that time as a realist it was yes. not more magical <laughs> it was like this is what i want to do so anyway so we got the house um long story short um we now have a daughter so at one point it, um me i um i was uh, pregnant and we decided to um we had some money and we realized this was one of the last times in our lives because i'm pregnant that we would have yeah. This amount of money to just have it. Really. We knew after <laughs> you had a baby, we would never have a life again. Yeah. Which turned out not to be true. True. Well, kind of. Well, we had, we've also had a pandemic since we had a baby, so That's I find it's, it's been true. That's true. But I don't think it will always be this way. So, okay, so you went to Disney World. And the process of getting to go to Disney World... Like watching the videos, you... you I got I, into it. I did. slowly got... I got into it, and I found things... You think... I'm going to put this I on. found the things in me that were like oh this is you know like this is it was like permission to be um a child there's something very childlike uh which which i i like cognitively knew but i didn't like feel it is this how you felt when you went to disney world or before Disney? this is before disney world okay. that i like couldn't and then you know as you were talking about like i would see it like justin like you know your eyes would like you would just there would just be like this other face and i'm like this is like crap this is like watching a kid at christmas here maybe there's something maybe like maybe there's something to this crack at christmas i have never i've never seen it i've never seen it. he's an he's an amazing he's an amazing chef 
I got him a, a really nice grill. He really appreciated it and loved it. But I gotta be honest, there's been nothing, there's nothing that has lit up his eyes more. No, I shouldn't say that. Our daughter win. But other than that, at Disney. And, yeah. and they might they might fight for each other someday. <laughs> Can't wait to get uh, Darwin to Disney. Yeah, That's going to be exactly. the best. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> I, I'm going to go ahead and put this out there. I feel like uh, Tim and Jen from the Tim Tracker had some <gasps> impact on getting you into Disney. That's thank Is you. Is that accurate? Yeah, I wouldn't. Yes. Thank you. I think what, like that whole vlogging thing was new. I never did it. I never understood that either. Yeah. No, they were huge. I began to like them. And I'm like, oh. Okay, maybe this place I can like it. <laughs> so we went to Disney World, and you mentioned in that you were uh, you were pregnant. How how pregnant were you when we went to Disney World? Yeah, so I was literally just in the second trimester. I was um, thirteen weeks, thirteen and some days weeks, and then we got back, and I was fourteen and some days weeks. Okay, in between that. So second trimester. Very beginning of the second trimester. Okay. And uh, you mentioned that you so were So the tiredness a... just started. Jess was like lit up. He, like a uh, birth professional as well, right? Yeah. So you have some information and knowledge about the birthing process and the, what is it before birthing? What do you call that? Pregnancy? Pregnancy, that's right. You have some information about pregnancy. Um, what did you think um, being pregnant in Disney World was going to be like? Um, well, you know, miserable. I was, <laughs> I was a little worried about it. But I, but no, by the time we decided we were really going, I, I also knew that like, I felt prepared. I felt like we had a plan enough where it wasn't going to be miserable. And that if it really was uncomfortable that we, you know what I mean? That we had other arrangements, but I think that's a big part of Justin's your your planning. Like, oh, so, yeah. so I didn't go into it feeling like, oh, this is going to be that miserable. By then I knew like, this is going to be good. And if I was ever uncomfortable, Justin, we had a game plan for it. Yeah. That was a variable I was excited to plan for. He was. Cause so, yeah. <laughs> so when you did get there, what was it like being pregnant in Disney World? Was it as bad as you thought? No. no. No, I have to be honest with you. Well, and here's the thing. So number one, right? You think about heat. We went, where did we go? This was July. Yeah. Um, but here in Connecticut, there was a, a, I mean, this was almost like a two week heat humidity wave. Like mm -hmm. they didn't want you to be outside. Mm -hmm. So believe it or not, when we had gotten and arrived in Florida, the temperature and humidity was lower there than it had yeah. been here. It was still hot and you were no. still pregnant, but it was hotter where we were from. It was hot. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, 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 there was only one, there was only one day I was uncomfortable because it had been so, na it had been so hot and humid. So yeah, I mean, it was July and August, but it was not, it, it didn't, um, it wasn't any more hot than I'd be there, I think, even not necessarily being pregnant. Like, it was, I just, I guess, had adjusted to it at that point. So, some of the yeah. things we did planning for that, we, we brought, yeah. what, cooling towels? That was the main thing. I cut the cooling, which was amazing. I mean, it's like Stand. five hours. You wet it, and you put it around your neck, and you can move it. But I mainly had it around my neck, and that was, um, that was huge. I just wore, like, I had, I went to, like, um, we went to Sabres. I got myself a few pairs of, like, um... Just this, like, athletic shorts, mm -hmm. and then just, like, plain, like, tank tops. We stayed very um, hydrated. We were very hydrated. Just Pedialyte. Pretty. I just, yeah, because yeah. that was what I was worried about. And I was like, I can't be going into early labor and going to a hospital in no. Florida. No. We scooped up all so, that free Disney water and yeah, added Pedialyte. Which is great. Yeah, we just, I, we, I drink Pedialyte. I mean, and, so then you have to pee. So, um, people with, uh, you know pregnant bodies that are listening um <laughs> there are the bathroom accessibility is also something i love which is a thousand times better than any other theme park 
Um, they're just every, there was not one point where it was like I had to pee as a pregnant person super bad and there wasn't immediately a bathroom. There, I never had to like walk, you know, or look for one. So how do you feel about Disney now? It's, it's really is, it's great. I, um, the experience that I had when I went, I think was there was, <laughs> there's so much and Justin did a great job like planning like the different days. Um, there's so much, but I, I think what I'd have to say and leave with is that there is something there for everyone that brings you to a place where you are either you, you just kind of feel like a kid again, or it brings you to some place where you're just, you're somewhere else. Is it the clean and accessible bathrooms? <laughs> Is that well, it? for some people, it might be it. That is, that is it. As a preg, well, as a pregnant person, that was, yeah, that was a big part of it. But no, I, I think it was like I'll be. So for me, my favorite part of Disney, honestly, really and truly, and I don't know if this will change, is Animal Kingdom. And for me, I think specifically, what it like, it just brought like I was somewhere else. Like I literally felt like like if you were reading a book and it's really good, and you go to another place. I just was brought to another place there, and so that was absolutely my hands down my favorite part. Um, and I, I, I never would imagine that I would be like thinking or planning another Disney trip, um, and I do, but and I have probably several times a week since we got back <laughs> since we got back from Disney. And when I tell you guys, I, um, I mean, I really had some had some some animosity towards <laughs> Disney, yeah. towards Disney, but I really enjoyed it. And so I'd say if you're someone that says like no it's not for you i would i would gently challenge that and say that i bet you there is some part of disney that is for you and you just have to find what it is well thank you for taking the time to uh talk to me about it today yeah. um so you mentioned earlier that you are a birth professional is yeah. there any um if someone were looking for um postpartum uh care or anything like that is there uh contact info you'd like to share yes you can find me so autumn uh cloud ingram is my name but i also have um, a private practice supporting families with therapy i also do um, childbirth education so you can find me at parent technique so parent p-a-r-e-n-t e-c-h-n-i-q-u-e dot org all right um, we'll put that in the show notes perfect all right thank you so much thank you and i guess i'll see you around the house I guess so. <laughs> Bye, everyone. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of the Easy Dizit podcast. If you'd like to shoot me an email, you can do so at easydiz with a Z, easydizitpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow me on Instagram at easydizit. Um, I'm also a travel planner, so if you're heading to Orlando or Anaheim or you want to go on a Disney cruise or you want to travel the world with Adventures by Disney, well, I'm the guy to talk to. So yeah, drop me a line and we'll talk about it. <laughs> All right, thanks again for joining me. And until next time, easy dizzit.